Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Welcome to the good news. Michelle Ron is here, author, speaker, teacher. Hello, Michelle Ron. Oh, hello, Angie. It's so fun to be with you. You're I just lo- a great, great person to rejuvenate. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank we, you. We love having you in. Hey, coming up is the same cafe. And they inspired um, Panera Bread Company to start um, a pay-what-you-can, pay-what-you-may um, uh, restaurant because they saw Same Cafe on the NBC Nightly News. And Same is here. They were started in 2008. And it's a couple. They're so beautiful. I had them on right after I started The Good News three years ago. And they just blew my mind because, you know, people that are homeless can come in and eat with dignity and eat a wonderful organic pizza or salad and they only pay what they can afford or they can work, they can volunteer. And some of their volunteers have, um, pardon me, some of the homeless recipients of food have gotten on their feet and now volunteer regularly. Mm. And I just think it's such a, they've got so many wonderful success stories. They do, and Panera has always been great about giving out what they don't use during the day. Oh, I know really? our church, oh gosh, our church has done that for about five years now, and it's a certain day, and I, I'm not involved in that ministry, but they are very generous. They do not throw it away, they give it away. Love it. Well, they uh, the, the CEO of Panera apparently had seen this um, same cafe story, mm-hmm. and then contacted them, sent some people from mm-hmm. Panera to watch what they do, and then started their own philanthropic arm to start these cafes like same you know you to pay what you can and that ceo apparently stepped down from running the whole company to running that philanthropic mm. arm of panera wow. i said you know how cool is that that you know this local denver restaurant had such an influence on a big time ceo you right know? right exactly and how wonderful is for the homeless to learn a trait too yes. i mean not only to be to be given respect and to be treated as a human being, but to be able to learn and to give back. Isn't that why we're here? The yeah. service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys that um, started getting you know free food there years ago and volunteering now has his own place. And I said, is he still with you? All these years later, he's one of their best volunteers. Mm-hmm. He comes to eat there almost every day. And he has he's like a regular employee because he mm-hmm. has set volunteer hours where he really contributes to the restaurant now. He's learned the priority of what's important. Isn't you bet. Cool? It is cool. All right. We're going to talk with you a little bit. Uh, tell, tell us what your topic is before we go well, to the good news. Well, I was thinking about, since it's the end of the school year and pretty much everybody's out of school now, and even though we're thinking of summer, it's I just think it's a good time to look back at the year while it's still fresh in our minds and and, uh, and also and we're not going to do the yeah. topic now we'll do good yeah, news okay first, but, but yeah while we're it. thinking so, about it and so getting your kids on track for summer and keeping them up to speed over the summer well, that that but more importantly looking back on the year what was really good about it ah. and was there something that was not so good that you really want to avoid the following year and is okay. there something that we can do to do that okay i like that all right for my first good news story i thought of you with this because uh, you were a teacher for so many years and you still teach teachers about discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fifth grade boy with um, autism and he was really nervous. Every year he gets nervous about the field day because he's not very athletic and he feels that he is embarrassed during field day. And so a bunch of the fifth grade boys got together with the teacher and said that they wanted to, to um, uh, band together to support him in the run so that he could win. 
and that they would all jog alongside him and then let him jump through the ribbon at the end. And uh, so here's the reporter talking about the story, and then you'll hear from the teacher who was so touched, he had tears in his eyes, and from the young boy, who Preston, okay. who was so touched by okay. it as well. A Granville fifth grader won his school's biggest field day event thanks to a compassionate surprise from his classmates. Ten-year-old Preston Lillis has autism. He was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome when he was in second grade. Being involved in the school's field day events always caused extreme anxiety for Preston until last Thursday. His classmates at Granville South Elementary decided to drop back and allow Preston to win the school's marathon. Preston leapt across the finish line. Yes, he was the winner, earning a first place blue ribbon for the emotional victory. Every year, I usually walk because I'm always like out of energy by then. We never usually did that one first. This time we did that one first and I saved my energy for it. And as I came across the, the finish line, the girls are singing Preston, Preston. Chills are going up and down my spine and uh, needless to say, my eyes weren't that dry. Thank you everybody for helping me win. And everybody who's watching this, you're awesome. <laughs> See, I saw, what I love is um, this new trend in kids standing up for the underdog. And I've got another story I'm going to share with you in a minute. Same thing where, you know, kids with Down syndrome are, are, are being, you know, invited onto teams or given big awards at school or becoming prom king or queen. I'm just impressed by how many young people are understanding that these kids might need extra support. And I know that a lot of these kids are still bullied in school, but the fact that they're being singled out now for encouragement. It's mm -hmm. really neat. And it takes courage for the kid who is standing up for that person because there will be others who will jump on that person, on that kid. You make a good point. Oh, if it's... you stand up for um, the underdog, sure. sometimes they'll jump on you. Oh, of course they will. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is. It's a to me, it's a territorial type of thing, and uh, it just it's just the way it is. And and I'm a hundred years old. It happened. It happened way back then. We don't hear about it when my generation, but we certainly do now. But it takes a lot of courage for the kids, and good for them. And I and my my prayer is that I hope that those kids who supported him crossing that finish line will now support him during the day, during the common day, and yes, continue. Uh, continue. To do that. Yeah, but they've learned the lesson. They've seen the result of how happy this kid was and what it meant to him. So hopefully that comes to their soul. You know, it's interesting you say that because, Jorge, there's a story called Five Friends Against Bullying. If you can find that, I want to share that with Michelle because this one I wasn't even going to play now, but it's exactly what you just said. Okay. That these five kids decided there was a boy in their class who was differently abled and they were going to be his friend throughout the day and provide, you know, a lunch table for him to sit at. And then oh, it ends up at the end. It's the sweetest thing. They do something for him with uh, regarding a video game. They pull their money and the mom said it's the only time that that, mm. that that he's ever had friends come to the house mm -hmm. and so they've really they're supporting him throughout the day exactly mm -hmm. what you just said here's part one all the students at Franklin Elementary start every day with a pledge Indivisible. but the justice for all part belongs to five fifth grade boys why pick on someone who needs has special needs yeah they're talking about James Wilmot hi is who learns a little differently was than most of the other fifth graders. Coins. They're like using them. Which, it turns out, and taking advantage of them. Can get a guy teased. Coins. Because he's easier to pick on and it's just not right. Which is why Gus, Tyler, Landon, Jake, and Jack decided this year to have James's back. 
really kind of makes you proud to be their teacher. Mallory Hauk says the school's anti-bullying lessons must have struck a chord. Landon. But this has gone beyond even her expectations. Thank you. James's mom's too. He used to not want to go out for recess or anything. It would be like a struggle. And now he can barely eat his lunch to get outside to play with those guys. <laughs> can you believe that? I'm sure that's true. I mean, when you think about even we as an adult, as an individual, and, and I'll use my example of when I retired from teaching, I signed up to substitute. And so I would walk into schools where I'm, I am not known and I do not know them. And I remember one particular school, and I, I speak now on discipline and classroom management, but I speak on the feeling that one gets inside of a school. And even adults feel this because I remember one school going in at lunchtime, sitting down at the lunch table in the teacher's lounge, which is not a big place. It's usually pretty much small area like what you and I have. And I remember there were people there at the lunch table and there was an empty chair and I sat down. Not one person said hi. Not one person said welcome. Are you new in the school? Are you subbing? You know, whatever. It was the first time in my life I've ever really had that. And I, as an adult, that was darn tough for me. But it also taught me the school is the feeling of the school. And so for these kids to support this boy, special needs boy, everybody wants to be wanted. Everybody wants to be needed at yeah. least at least sometime in their life. And even those little things like a smile, like a hello, like a pat on the back, like, hey, I'll see you at recess or whatever, those are giant, huge yeah. things. Yeah, especially, it may seem like a small thing, but for him and his life, oh, it's a huge thing. His everything. mom says he didn't want to go out for recess, and then he races through lunch, Andy, James does, because Gus, enough. Tyler, Landon, uh, Jake, and Jack uh, bef have befriended him. And by the way, uh, I'm, I'm friends with this reporter. He's out of Minneapolis at CARE, and he had gone to his bosses and said, after 20 years of bad news, I really want to start doing good news stories. And so Boyd Hooper now has his own kind of like thing going in Minnesota where he just does these good news stories every uh, week and Kinda he has like a big an following. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is because uh, of the of social media, they go viral. So in the old days, the bosses maybe wouldn't let him do this, but mm. now they get a lot of social media attention because of these wonderful stories he sure. does. He did the story, in fact, that the first one of the first ones he did was about um, Everett and um, er Erling, the ninety-some-year-old oh, and the yeah, little the boy, friendship, the, the best tractor. friends with the preschooler, yes. and that yeah, and they were neighbors, right? Uh, and that went all over the mm -hmm. world, and mm -hmm. so that was his first story. He's done mm -hmm. updates on them because um, there was just a birthday party, like a ninety-second or. Mm. 90 something or other and Everett and Erling got together for that at the um, senior mm -hmm. at senior home mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is just as important for that senior as, as it, it is, is for, for that child boy. oh yeah. my gosh it certainly is yeah it certainly is good. he loves it good. he said something like you like cake and then he said uh, and then he laughed he goes was the Pope Catholic you know it's like pretty cute <laughs> all right so here's part two of these uh, five fifth grade okay. boys who are standing up for James and becoming his friend they wanted to do something extra special for him he has a notebook with over oh. 600 teams of college. Gustavus Adolphus. That's how much he likes sports. Nebraska. They learned, too, that James was adopted from an orphanage in Columbia, and that six years later, he lost his new father in a bicycle accident. And we just got a basketball hoop last week because he now loves basketball. I mean, they're changing him. And they're still not done. 
We're like, do you have any sports games? He's like, and he was like, no, I don't have any video game systems. So that's when I came up with the idea. With some of their own money and some from their parents, the boys recently delivered to James video games and a new PlayStation. Every one of them was smiling like crazy. The first time friends had ever come to play with James. I'll never forget it. All of these guys are, are the best friends anybody could ask for. All of you guys. Mm. A lesson learned, yeah. Pretty hard not to have tears with that one. Very much so. And <laughs> I cry at Hallmark commercials. So, <laughs> so that was a biggie for me right there. I knew it was good. But it is true. I mean, we all need to be affirmed. We need to have that affirmation that we are cared for, that we something. His first, well, his first Kleenexes. <laughs> we keep a lot of Kleenexes okay, here. Right. But, you know, uh, I just love it that the mom says the first time he's ever yeah. had friends and that now these boys, she said they're changing him. Jorge's coming in with Kleenex oh, right now. You, there Jorge. he is. Thank you, Jorge. Thank you, Jorge. Thank you, Jorge. He always you. keeps them right next to him. Oh, and and, and for, the, for the boys, too, because for them yes. to experience the joy of giving yes. because they were all smiling right. as they gave the games. And that's how you experience. You don't experience that joy when your parent gives you the game to go and give to the kids. Yes. You experience when you yourself have that taken the pride. He had the idea. To I mean, fifth grade boys. Right. This is amazing for them to be this empathetic and yep. to stand up for James. I'm just so touched by that story. And I'm trying to get Boyd Hooper, the reporter, to talk about Good. how he came across it because he gets tipped to these stories. Sure. sure. And so some teacher or maybe the mother was so impressed by these boys that Boyd got tipped off Good. to the story. I know. Mm -hmm. And they should, they should receive attention for this kind of behavior because it'll even reinforce it more that they're doing the right thing and then other kids won't make fun of them for befriending someone who's differently abled. Well, and it makes them stand stronger. Yes. Those boys, now that they've done it, now that they've seen the joy in this, now that they, they've they they've already gone out of their comfort zone, so now they can stand firm because they've seen the positive of what Love that it. is rather than another kid coming and saying, no, you can't do that. If you're, if you're friends with him, then we're going to be not friends with you or whatever. They and, know that that isn't going to work. And you saw this all the time as a teacher. I'm sure it you broke know, your I, heart when you saw kids does, who were differently able to picked out and picked on. It does, and, and it happens. It, it just Kids are kids. But when it goes beyond kids are kids and becomes mean and becomes cruel, I, Cruel is the word, and bully is the word. See, bully was not a, in a vocabulary word for my generation. Um, I know it went on, um, and I had a I had a Mary Carol that I if she said jump in the lake, I probably would have jumped in the lake. But I learned, I learned, you know, through some things and so forth. So as long as we have some, you know, our prayer needs to be place somebody in my say, place someone in the life of that kid. Place someone. What's in a the Mary life. Carol? <laughs> That's a whole nother story okay. here. Okay. But, but until I was uh, in seventh grade, until really sixth grade, this gal pretty much controlled whatever I did. Really? And and I did it, you know, which a was... A controlling friend. Uh-huh. I yeah. think we've all had one of those, the bossy friend that you're like, oh, I guess I better just do what she says. It's yeah. just easier that way. Uh, yeah. I, in fact, one big example was, uh, if you look at my school record, I was only absent on Fridays. Only absent on Fridays and until my dad figured this out because that was the day she would ask me to spend the night with her and I could never say no to her. So the only way I could say no was to be sick. 
So yeah, it was it was pretty pretty big. Wow, that's I mean, it honestly was. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay, um, I I have a story about um, a special needs prom queen, but I'm going to save that one because um, I want to make sure we have time for your topic. Uh, but again, just another can, story sure. of a special needs, really sweet kid. Mm -hmm. um, she she had more votes for prom queen mm -hmm. than any other prom queen in the history of the school. Mm -hmm. It was a landslide for her. Mm -hmm. So she, of course, was completely touched. Let's talk about your topic, you know, because you've been in the teaching world so well, long, just, about just looking to... at the last year and yeah. seeing what went well, what didn't go well. Do we need changes with homework for next year? Do we need to keep up on skills? Or oh, what okay. I, as a parent or grandma, need to do? Um, I think... I think the biggest thing is um, looking at the responsibility um, and and I will tell you as a teacher and as a parent there will be good years and there will be bad years True. I don't it's the reality of the world so there will be good teachers there will be not so wonderful teachers there will be teachers that connect to your kid there will be teachers that just it, it won't work but I think by looking back, we can look at this past year, and, and you as a parent need, in my opinion, to have some conversation with a kid. You know, oh, gosh, honey, you just finished fourth grade. I just, I just saw you blossom in fourth grade. Did you, as you look back on fourth grade, was there one or two big things that you just really loved, that you felt that you really grew and became better? Or on the opposite end, you know, was there a big thing in fourth grade that that you wouldn't like to experience again? And I always say it that we call those learning experience. I'm going to learn not to do that again. Is there something that way? And and sometimes, you know, we can we can make that better for next year. Sometimes we can't. But the attitude and the conversation. I also want to stress that this time for um, the summer, could there be something that they, skills that they could be working on? You and I had talked yes. about that. My kids are working on their math facts, and they also have bridge books that are sold. Um, it's Which are their beautiful. school, and they do um, one, they have an assignment each day throughout the summer, and mm -hmm. my mom's been doing it with them, and she really enjoys it. She likes the teaching. She thinks it's sure. fun. Yeah, because she'll have like a word problem, Michelle. Fun is the key word. And she'll want to go over it with me. And like, well, Riley and I had a, um, a word problem, and think my brain, I do 30 mm -hmm. Interviews a day, and she says, oh, "Timmy had seven pancakes. One was purple, one was green, and one was blue. And then they went on a train for seven miles and came back two miles." I'm like, "I said, Mom, I thank you so much for helping him, but that word problem is scrambling my brain. Please don't read any more of it uh -huh. to me." Right, and that would be right away. You know, one thing I want to ask, um, you know, as you're in the summer activities and everything, um, are you having some free time? Was your child overscheduled with too many outside activities? And I'm all for trying new things and. Being being involved, but um, was there honestly time to just play and read or play fun games? Um, as a parent, were you as a parent a good example? Do your children see you diligently reading or balancing your checkbook or, you know, Albert Schweitzer, I love this statement, I use it often, example is not the main thing in influencing others, it's the only thing. And as a parent, I can guarantee you that, that your kids are watching you. You know, what's important to you will become what's important to them. If it's not important to read, it will not be important for them to read. Um, Interesting. You know, I just, I, I really think that. I mean, people watch us. I, it's, well, especially in today's reality, we are being watched and we are watching. Well, you know, I've that's all there is to it. Well, I've got this letter right here, speaking of kids watching you. It's yeah. from Hope, and she um, wrote, To God from Hope, and she put a stamp on the back. Uh -huh. And on the front, there was no address. 
So got returned, and it said basically that I wasn't, that um, please, God, help my mommy to laugh more like she used to. And I thought, oh, my goodness, she's watching me. I must be stressed out. But how interesting she wrote to God. And then she had a picture of her holding hands with God. And God was in fluorescent. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was fabulous. Wonderful. Michelle Ron, what's your website Michelle if people want a. you to speak Ron. for them? MichelleARon.com. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank you, Michelle Thank you. Aron. Make a great com. choice today. <laughs> We know that God loves us and he gave his son for us. This is where love lives. 810 KLVZ. Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. A thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a thousand dollars. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC. And all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, Tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. So Excellent. collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission, and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause, and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Hello, it's your pal Angie Austin. You know, I have to tell you, if you enjoy the good news, I would love your support. I would love to team up with you, to partner with you, and help you grow your business or your nonprofit. And also, you could support the good news at the same time. I know all of my sponsors personally. I really enjoy working with these advertisers because we have friendships as well as a business relationship. This show means the world to me. I have a passion for sharing good news, and I have a passion for my faith, and I would also have a passion for you and and building your business as well. You can reach me at angieaustinnews at gmail.com, angieaustinnews at gmail.com. I'd love to work with you. His love expressed for us right here on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. 
Welcome back to the good news. You know, when I first started this show about three years ago, you know, I left TV news. I wanted to focus on good news. And I'd come across this cafe while I was still in TV news. And I kind of pitched it. I'm like, there's this cafe called Same. And if you don't have any money, you can volunteer. And if you're homeless and you just need food, they'll feed you. Or you can actually pay, you know, the going rate for the food. And I'd eaten there and it was delicious and organic and really yummy. I had a strawberry salad. But anyway, didn't get on TV. So then when I started my good news radio show, I thought, I'm going to get them on my good news show. So I did, and it was shortly after I started the show about three years ago, and Libby and Brad Berkey are back, and I remembered two of the awesome stories they told me, and I just got updates, so you'll get updates as well. So welcome back, Libby and Brad, and tell us about Same Cafe. You've been going for nine years. What's the whole premise of the restaurant? Hi, thanks for having us back. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, so Same Cafe is a nonprofit community cafe, and what that means is that anybody is welcome to come and eat at the at the restaurant. We just have a different format for paying. So folks can donate whatever they feel is a fair amount for the meal that they get, or if they choose to, they could volunteer in the cafe and earn their meal that way. Uh, we just really like good food. We think everybody sh- deserves to eat it no matter what their financial situation is. And so we don't turn anyone away based on uh, their f- finances, based on what they have in their pocket. So. I love it you say everyone deserves good food because I, I, having eaten there myself, it's not soup kitchen food. It's not, you know, there in, there might be soup, but it's like gourmet, it's organic, and it's probably something like a tomato basil or something fabulous. <laughs> That's what we had you yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yes. I love that soup. Yes. But yeah, it's like really great food. And I love what you said, Brad, about everyone deserves to eat good food. Uh, I'll never forget just last year, we go to something called Hippie Camp with my family. And there was a homeless man there on a bike. And I saw my son out talking to him. And he said, I brought him some of the um, corn muffins we had for breakfast out. And he said, well, your son is so kind. He brought me food. And I said, what are you making? And he had a little stove made out of like a coffee can. And he was warming up oatmeal. Well, the next day I said, can we make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And so as I'm making it, he's like, I really don't like jelly with um, sugar and high fructose corn syrup. Do you have any honey? And at first I was like taken aback, like I'm giving you a free sandwich. And then I thought, well, he... If I have honey and I'm making him a sandwich, what what's the big deal with him asking for something more healthy, more wholesome? And so I have followed him now. His name is like Magical Marvin, and he travels the country on a bike. Oh, and wow. he is a full-on hardcore nutrition freak. And so he'll cook on that little stove, and he'll eat oatmeal if he needs to, or brown rice, or whatever it may be, because he wants to stay healthy. And he's—I just—it was just so fascinating to me. That's amazing. And when you said people have a right, even if they don't have a lot of money, to eat healthy, generally he does that on his own dime, and it's not—he doesn't eat very much. But that's a priority to him. And I think it should be for everybody. I mean, even if you don't have a, a home over your head or a stable situation, you can't do the good you want to do in the world if you're not doing well. And you can't be well if all you eat is junk food and the processed food that we saw that was available in some soup kitchens and, and food lines. They're doing the best they can with the um Resources, you know, resources that they have. They have. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're trying to help yes. people. But yes. my, my mom's senior facility um, here in the Denver metro area, they bring once a month food to them. And a lot of it is processed, you know, in, in boxes and, you know, stovetop stuffing and stuff. Sorry, stovetop. I'm sure you're <laughs> fabulous. But you know what I mean? Like just stuff that I wouldn't make for my own kids. So, yeah. you know, I don't really want the seniors to have to eat that. So I love it that you guys are feeding people wonderful organic food, delicious things. And last time you were here... 
you had a volunteer, John, and I was so excited. You said he's still working for you. Yes. Tell us the story of how first he came in for food, and then he wanted to give back after he got a home. So he was homeless initially, then got a home, and now he is a regular volunteer for you for several years. Yeah, John has been there for years and years, probably six or seven years now. Um, and when he first started coming in, he had very little access to really good healthy food, but health mattered to him. He was... Uh, recovering alcoholic and he's HIV positive and so he knew that being healthy and eating healthy needed to be a priority for him it to helps stay he, well. He, we can heal ourselves by yes. eating better and yes. so he's helping his health to, you know, to get better if he eats right. Yes and I also feel like he belongs to Same Cafe. He's part of the community. Aww. He's part of us and so that helps him be accountable and you know, when he says he's going to show up at 10 o'clock tomorrow, we count on him to show up at 10 yes, o'clock tomorrow. because your volunteers are your staff, right, per se. Right, right. We don't, we only pay three people, so it, we need all the hands we can get. And so when he signs up to volunteer, you know, we, we hold him accountable. We say we we depend on you, and that helps him stay clean and sober and, and also gives him the chance to eat really well. So he's really used Same Cafe as a way to integrate back into society in a really healthy way rather than, you know, that kind of... Um, kind of binge drinking and not being healthy that he was kind of stuck in for a really long time. He loves so coming there. When he volunteers, you guys feed him his of meals course, yes. when he's there. Yes, yes. I love that. So that's where he eats. Yeah. Same. Pretty much all the time. Yeah, he's yeah. there every day, I'd say. Yeah. If, he, if he's not there every day, we're worried about him. Yeah, um, I'll bet. Yeah. I was, I was excited to hear that he was still volunteering for you. And then I'm going to have you share some of your success stories, but you had mentioned, Brad, when you were in here last time, that there was a young man who was trying to earn money to get back home, and he was shoveling the walk for you, and you kind of met him, and he was pretty industrious and would come and work hard for you, and you guys would feed him. Tell me about him. Yeah, exactly. This guy's name was Kid, and it was uh, it was a really snowy winter. Kid. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we had you know, snowstorm after snowstorm. It seemed like every weekend, and so he was always shoveling walks and you know helping to try to earn a few bucks around town so that he could raise money to get this ticket to get back to New Orleans because he wanted to go do Hurricane Katrina cleanup. And it took him a while, but uh, after you know several months of hard work, he came in one day and was so proud to show us the ticket that he had and was ready to go uh, back to New Orleans and and get involved and and dig in down there. And I I said you can't you can't leave yet. You have to wait and come back this weekend because Libby's going to be here and Libby's family's going to be here, and they want to you know they want Libby wants to say you know goodbye and Libby's family really should meet you. And so it was one of the first big success stories yeah. we had, and one of the uh, you know things that just told us we are definitely on the right path. We're yeah. doing doing what needs to be done and where we should you know we're where we should be in life. So um, let's talk about that. Why is it so important for you guys? To, you could run a regular restaurant, and maybe you guys could get a BMW. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> yes. sir. Yes. Sure, maybe, yeah. Yes. Uh, but that seems to not be, that's not my goal on the good news. I started right. making nothing, and I make a little bit of money in this now, but it was because I wanted to, people to hear stories like yours. And so people would be inspired to do what you're doing and what other people uh, on the show talk about that they're doing and giving, you know, back to the world. Yeah. So why is it important to you, Libby? I saw you had a look on your face like that made you feel good about the story about kid getting oh, you know, earning money to get back. And that was your first success story, one of them. And I feel like those are the that's the reason why I get up in the morning is, I mean, it's kind of a selfish job because I get to feel good every day when I'm there and I get to help people and they get to help me. That's the other piece that I think in doing this, we had, you know, real jobs, if you call them that, you know, we took $60,000 pay cut to, to work at same. And we feel like um, this is, you know, you get to, to really live 
when you do something that you love. And I think if you so go true. to work and you get paid and you pretty much you go to work so that you can spend time with the people that you love and you can do the things that you love on the weekends and at night. And I get to do what I love during the day every day. And I get to be with the person that I love every single day. Yeah, and I husband, get to yeah. feel loved every single day. Yes. That's the thing. Every every day when, you know, there are hard days and it's not always easy. But yes. I think what is important is that my life is so beautiful and rich and full from this experience that I would have never I would have never had these experiences otherwise. I would never have friends like John and I would never have, you know, the people around us who are around us. We tend to see the people in need in our community as invisible because it makes us feel really safe. Like I don't I'm going to ignore uh, that person. Right, right, right. And that's what homeless people say when people have gone undercover. Yes. They'll say no one looked at me. No yes. one looked me in the eye. That you start to not feel like a person. Yes. Yes. And I feel like that piece of it is really important that we see People who come into the cafe, we look them in the eye, we call, we learn their names, we care about them, we care if they show up at 10 o'clock, like uh, in John's situation, we, we build community with them, which I think is really rich and full, that doesn't happen everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for people who are struggling to really get back on their feet and find their place in our community, this is a really safe place where they yes. can feel a part of it and really feel valued and that they have something to give and that they are important. Well, and when you guys started the same cafe nine years ago, this this business model, it was the first of its kind in Denver. Uh, but I think it's becoming more common yeah. because I'm seeing more people like, um, and th there's even a term for it, but it's businesses giving back. Yeah. So it's businesses tied in with philanthropy. So they're making money and making a profit, but then a portion of their profit goes to a charity, which yours is a different model. You're pretty much doing it pretty much for charity. Right. But... um. I have to say that I'm 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 there was a there's a cafe we just did a story on sorry coffee shop called the Purple Door oh yeah and they take do you know the Purple yes, Door yes we yeah. do yes yeah. and they they take homeless kids and they run them through a program and they basically train them how to be good employees yeah yeah you know and super so, valuable to our community and yes. still like serving really good coffee I think um, I think our our whole society is shifting towards you know if I have the choice of spending my money at this corporate with this corporation or I have my choice of spending my money at this one where they do good in the world and they give some of their money back or they train you know young people in in being excellent employees I would much rather go spend my money with somebody who's doing good Me than too. somebody who's just doing business yes so Me I feel like too. that I feel like there's a shift since especially since we started yeah um, there well, you guys have been on the nightly news and didn't yep. Katie Kirk do something yes. with you and yes. you guys have had a lot of press so this is, um, and the, the Panera Bread Company, didn't they start doing yes. something that was inspired by you guys? Yeah. they. How oh, flattering is that? I know. And Bon Jovi has one. He has what? a Pay What You Can restaurant in Red I Bank, New Jersey. It. Yeah. Um, based bon Jovi on, copying you. I know. Isn't that so cool? <laughs> yes. I think it's pretty awesome. It is awesome. Yes. I'm glad you know who he is. Every, yes. every once in a while, I'll tell a young person that, They're and like, they kind of look bon at Hovi? me funny, like, who? <laughs> bon Jovi? Yeah. Um, talk about Panera. They How did they figure out what you were doing and like, want to you know see it firsthand yeah it all came from the the nbc nightly news broadcast uh, ah. the making a difference segment that yeah. came out back in 2009 right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. um they the ceo ron shike of of panera at the time he was the, the full ceo was watching that and he turned to his wife and you know they said something about how it took us three years to get our doors open and he said well, we open hundreds of restaurants every month you know why why not do this? Yeah. We we can take a risk, and so he actually stepped down uh, from being the CEO and started took over the nonprofit arm of Panera called Panera Cares, 
and started with one restaurant in St. Louis, in uh, Clayton, Missouri, and shifted it over to a pay-what-you-can model, and that one succeeded. And so now they have five or six now nationwide. How cool uh, is that that you get the Panera CEO watched you guys step down from his job and started doing what you do? I know. It's so awesome. That's so cool. No one's ever stepped down from a mucky-muck job listening to the good news. (laughs) Wow, that is really cool, you guys. All right, let's talk about some of your other success stories since you've been doing this nine years. And you'd mentioned to me last time you were here, Brad uh, and Libby, that um, when 2008 hit and the economy took a dive, you guys got really busy. Yep, we did. We saw a huge increase in customer count and a decrease in what folks could pay for for their meal and um, a huge increase in the number of people who were working in exchange. Um, That's when I left my full-time job as a teacher. I kind of stayed working so that we could have insurance and pay our own mortgage. And and I came on full-time then, just really dug in and started really working on the volunteer program and getting people job skills and letting them use us as a reference or we can help them write their resumes. We've got a computer in the cafe now where people can do job search and fill out online applications. Um, And just being able to like support them in that in that way to self-sufficiency has been really interesting. Um, I can think about, you know, one really great story was uh, a woman who was sitting on the she came in a lot. She was a re- fairly regular customer. She started I coming see. around. Uh, Brad already knows this story. He's he knows who you're talking about. He's nodding. Yeah, yeah, that's Absolutely, a good one. Yeah. That's yes. a good one. Okay, so uh, woman, she, she came in quite a bit. Yeah, and she would pay, you know, what she could, or she'd work in exchange. And uh, we got to know her pretty well. Young person, you know, looked just like you and I. Did not seem or appear to be in need, but you know, we don't judge. Come on in if you can pay two bucks great if you can pay 10 bucks whatever if you want to work great so she'd come in fairly regularly and then one saturday i was working by myself and she was on the patio the whole day like she ate lunch in the morning at 11 when we opened and she was kind of hanging out it looked like maybe she was waiting for someone a friend joined her and then left and she still stayed and it was getting close to two o'clock and we were closing up and cleaning up and she came to the counter and i said can i get you something else and she said "Uh, i just would like to give you a hug and so I'm a sap. I totally started to tear up and like was like, okay, what am I crying about? <laughs> First of all, so I came around the counter, gave her a hug, and um, and I said, what you know, what was that was so sweet. Thanks. And she said today was the first day that she could pay, um, oh. and she was so proud to tell me that she was able to put twenty dollars in the box and she had a real job and she was doing great and she really appreciated same and how we treated her with dignity and fed her really good food and oh. you know she didn't feel like a number or just a person in a line getting food and, she was and it was embarrassed. healthy. She, yeah. did, she still had dignity. Yes, yes. And we just stood and cried and bawled and I hugged her and she has come back time and time and time and time again, paid, been a, a strong supporter of what we do. Wow. We ended up helping do the food for her wedding when she got married. I mean, it was it's oh. just one of those moments where I was like, ah, yeah, that feels that's, really good. That's why we do this. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. why we do this. Anything, I love that one. Um, Brad, anything come to mind for you? Anybody, I know Kid was a great story, and this young woman, and John, who's still working there, who used to be homeless and no longer is, and who's a great volunteer employee. Yeah, and um, I, just a quick side note on John. He actually ended up joining our board of directors. So I he, love that. He, we needed a community uh, liaison type of person, and he stuck his hand in the air really high and said, please, me, me. And so for the past year and a half, he's been coming to our board meetings you know, every other month and putting in his two cents. And Look at that. Keeping a life us turned honest. around. So, yeah. Love that. Yeah, All right, so, any stories uh, for you? We've got a couple minutes left. Oh, just a cute little one. That when we were first getting ready to open back in 2006, we're you know we're struggling to get all this done, and we have no money, so we're doing all the hard lifting and everything ourselves. So one day we're trying to get the 
uh, a old table out of the cafe and we're taking it out by the the dumpster and we couldn't get it out easily there's only two of us trying to do it it was super heavy and so this lady comes through the alley sees us struggling and she's like um I, I we could really use a glass of water. If you give me some water, I'll help you with that. And so we get her some water and get it, and she gets a drink, and then she starts helping us to to move this table out. And um, it was you know just exactly the help we needed. We got it out of the way, and then we told her what we were getting ready to do, and she was you know really interested. She comes to that neighborhood about once a week for treatment. She, there's a treatment facility right around the corner, and so she comes down. And she gets her treatment and then she comes over and has lunch and she'll clean the bathrooms and she'll do the stuff. She's like, give me the stuff that nobody else wants to do. Oh, wow. Give me the dirty, nasty toilet scrubbing thing because nobody else will do that. I will. I want to, you know, I want to help out and in this really base way. Um, so she's been doing that for nine years. Nine, yeah, she yeah. still comes once a week at least. <laughs> wow. All these years later, almost a decade now. Yeah. yeah. And she'll still Sheesh. tell people like, oh, you gave me a glass of water when nobody else would. I'm like, well, you were so willing to, like, it was just so beautiful that she showed up right then when we needed help. But well, you guys really give a face and humanity and like um, a life uh, to homelessness. You know what I mean? Like so many of us, like you said, we don't look at yep. it. It's easier because it makes it uncom us uncomfortable to walk away from it. A while back, just at this corner down the street, my son was in a little suit and he saw a homeless lady and it just broke his heart and so we said can I give her my allowance so we gave her the allowance and Aww. she started saying like I have a son and I have this and then he's like she's just like us mom and I was like, yeah, she is. All right, how do we find Same Cafe? What's your website? Yes, you can go on to um, Google and just search Same Cafe or So All May Eat is our actual website. So All May Eat. Love it. Thank you guys so much. I love it. Libby and Brad Berkey, Same Cafe, uh, going nine years now. I'm sure I'll have you guys back in a couple of years if the good Yay. news is still around. Oh, That's I awesome. Hope so. All right, we'll be right back. This is where love lives. 810 KLVZ. Hi, it's Angie Austin. If you ever thought about mentoring someone, well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, you can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs. Um, and you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things. But it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14 year old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it and give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. This is a good place. I really like it. This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Brick and sorting the different Brick Brick stuff also. Then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts. 
asunder and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around them. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall, I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. Stop. Take a moment to think and ask yourself, is my business going where I want it to go? Am I being a good captain at the helm of my ship? If you said no or are struggling to come up with a decent answer, you need some guidance. Kerry Conley of Infinite Nation can assist you in setting goals, achieving them, and getting you and your business to the next level. You might need to restructure how you go about handling your business, clients, vendors, employees, and even your personal life. Kerry Conley is the co-creator of Infinite Nation and can coach you to have the business and life that you've always imagined. Kerry offers a free 30-minute consultation to figure out how you can work together and set goals that stick to set you up for success. Go to InfiniteNation.com to design your vision and get started on the road to victory today. Grow your true passion and gain the tools and supportive community you'll need to progress while remaining completely anchored in your goals. Get Carrie to give you a nudge or a push in the right direction. InfiniteNation.com. I-N-F-I-N, the number 8, Nation.com. This is the place where love lives. 810 KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. You know, on Fridays, happy Friday, by the way, uh, you may be thinking, oh, my goodness, what is there to do this weekend? Well, Terry Fisher with Five Star Talented Entertainment has lots of fun ideas for us every week. How you doing, Terry? Well, Angie, I am doing swell. How are you on this Friday afternoon? I am quite well, my friend. So uh, so what do we have going on this weekend? I know you've got lots of fun, free family events and, you know, all kinds of stuff. I do. And, you know, it's it's amazing in the summertime just how many things really go on mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you could start off, if you live up in Lakewood, you can head over tomorrow to the Lakewood Rockin' Block Party. It is on Yarrow. It's free. It starts at 5 o'clock at the Lakewood Heritage Center. Um, all kinds of good things happening over there. Um, pack a picnic or enjoy dinner from some of the food trucks. You have jazz on the green going on also tomorrow. It is free. So that's on Highlands Ranch at the Civic Green Park, starting at 6.30. Mm-hmm. We like um, jazz. Um, they have a group called Swing Shift that they kick off their summer concert series. And you could also head over to hear all about the Humpback Whales and 3D at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science. The costs do vary, um, but it's the, you know, the journey of bringing back the Hunchback Whales after they were extinct for, um, about 50 years ago, and how they're slowly making a comeback. That might be a little bit interesting. Yeah, no kidding. If you want to, yeah, if you want to head downtown, you have the 10th annual Taste uh, a Taste of Puerto Rico Festival at Civic Center Park. It is from 11 till 8 on Sunday. Um, it is free once again, and they will have all kinds of music and food, and it's one of the largest Caribbean festivals going on in the state. Um well, it's just a little bit different flavor. Yeah, uh, I've wild, never been to yeah. any, something like that. That's I just like to check yeah. out things that are kind of different and the fa- you know to make memories for the family. Right, and it's very family oriented with special attractions, musical acts, cultural offerings, and some very delicious Puerto Rican food. Sounds great. So that's kind of cool. And then um, on June fourteenth, up at Sunday, first Wildflower Festival is at Lookout Mountain Nature Center. It is also free from ten to four, and it's another. Um, incredible, um, diverse, um, they have nature, um, native wildflowers, do fun activities for the whole family. So you can go up there and have a explore wildflowers, um, 
stations, learn to identify weeds, listen to plant stories. So if you're really into that kind of nature thing, that would be a little bit different. Yeah, my kids like to take pictures now, like use my camera on my phone to take, you know, nature pictures. They get a kick out of that. Yes, because I'm of course, the Coral Renaissance Festival has kicked off this um, uh, starting tomorrow. So you might want to head over that way. Of course, the cost varies from nine dollars and up, and it runs from ten or yeah, ten a.m. to six thirty. And that one's going on through August second. So before all, you know, before you know it, it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other fun little concerts going around. Uh, we will have Wash Park over at Flatiron Crossing Summer Concerts from six thirty to eight thirty on Thursday. Friday night, you will have Katie Laurel playing from 6 to 8. You do the little music at the plaza over there. Um, you have rugby. It's the USA Rugby Championship going on tomorrow and Sunday, the women's and the men. That's, um, that is a ticketed item, so you might want to get online and take that to rugby. And on the 18th, for those of you who like the zoo events, they have the do, do at the zoo going on that evening. Oh, that's a fun yeah. one. And that's a fun one. You know, it's a little fundraiser. And then Wings Over the Rockies is doing a huge hanger dance on the 20th. Um, you can like those and cats, and uh, they have all kinds of games and things. And there, it is a ticket that would be really, really fun to head out over there and enjoy some of that. Excellent. So there, there are all kinds of things, Angie, like I say, going on around our community right now. All right. So if people would like to, um, you know, work for you and be one of your entertainers or hire you for, in, uh, you know, to you know, for their entertainment, uh, for an event, how do they reach you? Yes, and especially like if you're a Buscafest person or maybe you're a great comedian, if you're a great speaker like Angie is or an MC, you can call me at 303-635-1210. And I'm all over Facebook at Five Star Talented Entertainment, the number five, the collector page, or you can just check out our website at fivestaracts.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Terry. You bet. Um, happy Friday. Happy weekend, everyone. Angie, you're loved. Aw, thanks, Terry. And thanks for listening to the good news. You can always find me on AngieAustinRadio.com. I'd love to hear from you and hear, you know, about what you'd like to hear on the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.